Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden, as you can hear from my voice. Uh, playing a little hurt today. I've been sick. Uh, so joining me as always on Sundays to recap the Falcons game uh, is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. He is going to do, oh man, a yeoman's workman-like share of today's episode. Ovi, we got a loss to break down. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing better than you, man. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, it, it's it's adorable how how much you're fighting to sound like the old Will. You're like, what's up, everybody? He is trying. It is admirable the level of effort you're putting into this. So I appreciate you know, for all it. those listening and watching. I mean, this is a guy that needs like a round of applause just for showing up to work today. I'd, I'd be mad. I'd, I'd throw up like you know a little dummy, little doll, or mannequin, and say, "There you go. Good luck, Will." <laughs> But you you actually showed up, so kudos. Dog, it's tough. Better, better than the Falcons did. You showed up more than the Falcons did. That's that true. Way. That's true. I'm still, honestly, in real time, I'm trying to figure out if this is even going to go up on our YouTube channel. Uh, if, yeah. if it is, it's something you guys are going to want to see because I'm not looking too hot uh, right now on the camera feed. But yeah. if if it does go up, check it out on Believe in Falcons uh, yeah. on YouTube. So give it, give it a shout out there. But yeah, Ovi, you were in the building today. You were in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This was not a game that I saw coming. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. What was the environment like? Man, skull, 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 really? skull, skull, wow. skull, skull. These crazy Minnesota Vikings people were like littered all throughout in little plaques and clusters. And, and they were loud and they were obnoxious and they were excited. And it seems like that happens way often. Or, or more often than it should in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the other team comes in and just has a freaking field day. <laughs> it was uh, it was rough. Well, everybody was um, pins and needles. Like, the fans uh, I were, we were around were just angry, disappointed, upset, irritable. Just And they were just... I, I started hearing some of the, here we go again. Falcons are going to Falcon. And it was just rough because after the interceptions and the fumbles and the, like... False starts and you know close to the game. Like, we no, we didn't, we didn't false start. We we got it. Like, we we thought we had it. Oh, they moved first down. No, so, you know replay. Watching our guy with the slightest movement. I was like, come the f on, dude. Yeah. Like it was just one of those days, man. Where in the stadium, it was uh not a great day to be a Falcons alumni because people are like, so what, what's what's going on with your boys? What's what's going on with your guys, man? I didn't have I didn't have Jack to say to him. I was just like. Uh, we'll be better next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if he would. So it was rough being there in person because it was just, you know, uh, mistake after mistake. Guys took turns making mistakes. And as a whole, we just looked terrible. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing as well. BetOnline is the number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, no matter the sport. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access 
at any time. So head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. This this was a game where it felt so it was ugly. Right at one point, it was five to three, yeah. and then it was eleven to ten, and yeah. it was just. One of these weird games, but it always felt like the Falcons were in control of the weird game, right? Jaron Hall oh, yeah. makes his first start of his career. Then you have Josh Dobbs come in after just being acquired by the Minnesota Vikings earlier this week. You have no idea. You know, the broadcast said that Josh Dobbs said he felt comfortable with this playbook. What else is he going to say? You have to believe that coming in on a week's notice. I mean, Ovi, how how hard is that to just be like, you got me on Tuesday and now I got to play a game on Sunday with a brand new team? How difficult is that? It's damn near impossible. It, difficult is not even a, a word to, to be <laughs> at that position and try to <laughs> internalize the playbook and learn. I mean, he was saying he didn't know the players' names. He didn't know everybody's names. Like That slipped out. I don't know if that was supposed to slip out. <laughs> And it's true. You, I played for years, and there were some guys in the third string of defense, like the DBs. I didn't. I, I'd call by their nickname. I know the real names. I know these guys. Guys in practice squad. They'll see me like ten years later. Hey, Ovi, man, we all your teammates. I was like, you were teammates. Because so for him to <laughs> yeah. join a team, be able to not know people, everyone's names, and to get the playbook well enough to to beat us is embarrassing on our side. It's just we. We shouldn't have had as much trouble as we had with quarterbacks who are they're 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 not starters in this league. They they're not going to go to a bunch of teams and be like, "Oh my gosh, excited to have these starting quarterbacks." Yep. No, and they somehow were able to beat us. Granted, we gave them some help, but still, we we should not have lost against this team on either, either side of the ball. But we did. So, what do you assign that to? I mean, because there are the mistakes that, that the players make, right? There's execution. There is Bajan Robinson fumbling that ball at, at kind of a moment when the Falcons felt like they were really in control of it. And, they, and there are moments. Momentum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are moments where, you know, Taylor Heineke, as, as well as he played at times, is just airmailing passes, kind of killing drives. There are execution errors. However, you know, this is year three of, of your plan. You're four and five, and it feels like at this point in the season, there are way, way more questions than answers. How do you make sense of all of this weighing, whether it's players or, or coaching? I've been giving Arthur Smith the pass for a long time. I'll, I've been talking about, you know, the players and the personnel and execution. And I'm just like, you know, Arthur Smith and the coaches, they can only do so much. It's the players. Like, you know, Tom Brady left and, you know, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. True. The genius he was. Yeah. Right? It's really about getting the players to execute and getting the, the talent to, to be there and operate at a high level. And and we are more talented than we've been in a long time. And, and we, I feel like we should be able to do the things that we're not doing. But Arthur Smith, especially now with Ritter and with um, Taylor Heineke, it, it seems like he may not have the handle on the offense that we think he has where – you know, we're a running team. Why are we throwing the ball so much getting started? Why aren't we dominating the the, uh, the ground game? And I'll, maybe he wanted to see what Heineke can do, so decide 
Tubman decided he wants to stay with Heineke or Ritter, so he wanted to just air it out and see if this guy can, you know, channel up like uh, you know the glory days. But I, I just don't know why we didn't stick to the run. Again, I'm a running back. I'm biased, but <laughs> it's also work that we've done. We've done this. We we've just grounded the game with Algiers and Bijan. That's why we drafted the dude. But yeah. it wasn't until like the end of the game, fourth quarter, that long drive where Al, Algiers was going ham. He was going crazy. He's a man on a mission, knocking guys all like. Where has it been all season? I mean, all game. And so I, I wonder if the, the the head coach has bit off more than he can chew because it just doesn't seem like he has a, a handle on the team and with the, the little things. That's where coaching goes uh, shows up or doesn't show up. Little things where the off the penalties, the offsides. You know, you know. I would say the fumbling is the coach's fault. That's a little bit much. But <laughs> I, I just now I'm starting to listen more to the whispers of fans who are always going to talk trash about the coach like maybe coaching is part of our problem because why are we more talented but lost too many close games and now probably man that playoffs and one win uh prediction seems like a long shot now unless we (laughs) drastically turn things around i i I've always tried to be, you know, penny positive or, you know, this is positive OB and yeah. look at the bright side. And, you know, if we would have won this game, I would have given that same shit. I'm like, with all our mistakes, we still want to imagine when we get our stuff together. We can't get our stuff together. We haven't gotten our stuff together. That, and, and so that's why I, I, I think the problem is everywhere. You know, uh, we have a problem on defense because these mediocre quarterbacks, as good as our defense played, put in yeah. tough positions, these mediocre quarterbacks shouldn't be scoring, you know, 30-plus uh, points on us. They, they, they shouldn't. You know, the breakdowns that happen in the defensive backfield, like, it just, I'm confused how our defense playing so well, and, and they played well. Again, they kept us in the game. is still allowing someone who can't start on other teams, uh, beat us up and, and uh, make us look silly. So um, it's a combination. I think coaches, coaching is now a part, uh, is entered the building as a part of the reason why the Falcons aren't doing well. Coach Coaching along with the usual suspects. Yeah, this is it's a really hard game to square because if you look statistically, like the Falcons forced two turnovers. They had right. four sacks. You know, they, yeah. they were... Um, let me make sure I get this number right. They were 10 of 18 offensively on third down. Like that's a pretty good day on third down. Yeah. They had 370 yards of offense. They were just and lost. They were just one of two right in the red zone. They were just one of two, but the issue was kind of the high red zone. Like they, they just, the issue is this team is not converting points. They're not playing complimentary football the way that they have been previously kind of under Arthur Smith. And, I used to give this coaching staff a lot of credit and and I still do frankly but now it's becoming kind of a damning point to say that they keep games close, right? That was a a, a praiseworthy, you know, aspect of your game when you were the less talented team the there last couple of years. This year when expectations are higher when you bring in a Calais Campbell when you bring in a Jesse Bates, when you draft a Bajan Robinson, right? Then the expectations go up. You need to be winning close games. And hopefully not being in close games at all is the outcome of that investment that you've made. So the Falcons being in all of their games this year, I would have previously probably pointed to that as a 
positive. But right now, it feels more like an indictment because they're not able to pull away from some of these teams that they should be beating pretty handily. Yeah, no, beautiful point. Great point. And um, if only I sounded it, it, better, right? <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's a still an amazing point, and it makes you wonder because, um, man, oh my gosh, walk again, walking through the stadium. Uh, I, I invited some of my doctors I work with to the game, and they were excited. And, and some fans, uh, you know, heard them talking about me. And, oh, you're over Mahaley. And what are your thoughts? Whatever. And not one, not two, several of these guys were saying, so happy Taylor Heineke's starting because, man, if we had him, we could have won a lot of games this year because mm-hmm. we were just one position away. And that's how people felt. We were one position away. But now that Ritter is not the guy, Heineke is not the guy, as far as we can tell, it makes you wonder, about, you know, trading for, uh, you know, uh, uh, Desmond, uh, Desmond, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lamar. The, uh, uh, well, well uh, big guy in the draft, like getting a Lamar Jackson or getting uh, the guy, the Browns with uh, Desmond. What's his oh, name? Oh, Deshaun Desmond? Watson. Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun. Oh, uh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Like, either you're going for Deshaun Watson, you know. I mean, hey, they, they, they were. Uh, like, yeah. reports are to believe that they were right there. Yeah, in I on mean, it, it's, and, it's yeah. now just like, if you, I mean, if you just look at the, the salaries for the quarterbacks are on this team. And look at the salaries for all the other big teams. No, I, I would love there to be a, a statistician to actually see nice. who actually, with a quarterback who has the salaries that we have, are actually doing well. Because it's probably very few people that are actually doing well. I mean, I don't know how rookies counts or whatever, but you get what you pay for. And we're getting exactly what we paid for on a QB position. Like, we, we're just, like, trying to hope and pray and click our heels. We don't want to spend money on the quarterback because they're crazy expensive. So we'll just wing it. And that works, like, you know, once every, like, 10 years, you get a lucky spend nothing on the quarterback. He's San uh, Francisco. Uh, it's Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. Like that's, every it, like every yeah. now and then. That, that, that magic in a bottle doesn't happen all the time and it's not happening yeah, with us. We're it's Russell Wilson, it's Brock Purdy, it's it's yep. it's the dream, right? If you're going to build oh, a yeah. team, you it's you perfect. want yeah, you want a cheap player at the most important position, yep. right? Like that. But why would you go for a cheap player at the most important position? That it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. <laughs> and uh that that's probably one of our biggest issues, but you know, team. We've seen teams able to work around that. That was our plan at the beginning of the season, and we were going to just find ways to to make it work. and And we just have it. And it wasn't that Heineke was terrible today. Again, he did what Ritter did. He had flashes of brilliance, then he had flashes of mediocrity. And we can't deal with the inconsistency that we see every single week out of the most important position on football and in our team at quarterback. So the uh, the big question is, I'm sure you'll get to it later. Who do we go to next week? That's like the dun 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 part of I I uh, Vegas is probably setting some odds. Like it's going to be Ritter, it's going to be Heineke. I was so excited. Ovi, tell me Heineke. who who is it going to be? Who do you want? I was wrong. I, I told people on the gosh darn uh, the tweeter. Uh, I'm not calling the X, <laughs> the, the Twitter tweeter. I was like, hey man, get ready to be. He's like, we're riding if he chooses Ritter. I said, hey, get your ride gear out, man, because there's no way <laughs> after sticking with Mariota for so long that he's going to go for Ritter, go to Heike. That's just not in our Yeah, you said like hey. 1%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, I was wrong. So now I'm like, whatever I say is going to be wrong because, I okay, what would Ovi do? What would, what would I do? i go back to Ritter. And it sounds Ooh. very fancy, very wish-washy. But Heineke A little bit. just – 
he, he, he didn't show me like enough. I, I want him to go out there blazing, make it like very, very difficult for anybody with a sane mind to say, why would you go back after Ritter after what Heineke did the last two quarters of the of the game and all these four quarters? He was blazing. Why would you go back to Ritter? But you know that interception and a couple missed passes that were on the mark, and you're just like you were you reminded that oh he's the backup for a reason. Oh look at Taylor Heineke everywhere else he's been like he's been up and down, up and down, up and down. Like there there is no definite solid starting QB. Uh, you know assassin like uh yeah the sure thing like he's not that he's just better than ritter <laughs> uh <laughs> at, at this time but, but ritter is still growing heineke i think he's he's there he is who he is who he is like you know you get what you see you see what you get but ritter can we keep on growing him can he keep on getting better and because this season <sighs> i know he still have a chance for nfc south i know he still have a chance to go in the playoffs and anything can happen but I I'd, I'd go back to Ritter, and I hate to bounce around, but that's that's just how I feel. What what, what do you think, man? Because I, I I I'm gonna get so much hate, and people listen or or see this and be like, "Oh, you're flip flopping. You're darn right. You're absolutely right. I'm flip flopping. The quarterbacks are making me flip flop. They're not giving me a, a clear <laughs> answer on who to go to. Yeah. So I'm saying, if we have two mediocre quarterbacks, go with the mediocre one that has a higher ceiling. Right now, it looks like Ritter, just because he's younger, and we haven't seen as much as we've seen of Heineke. I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's it's part of the reason why when they made the move to Taylor Heineke, I, I said that I felt like in the short term it raises the floor and it probably also raises the like reachable ceiling of your offense just because the consistency should be there with somebody who's played longer. But that being said, there is a little bit more of that mystery factor to Desmond Ritter where the ceiling is not concrete yet, right? Like the, it feels like it's still movable. Like you could still. Yeah learn something about him that maybe you haven't seen yet. And, it, and there's that excitement there. However, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Falcons did score 28 points. That's the most they've scored this season, which I was fully ready to use as like my argument for Taylor Heineke until you point out the fact that two of those points came on a Calais Campbell safety. And then Youngway Koo kicked four field goals in this game. Like, they had so many opportunities offensively that they could not convert on. Now, they weren't necessarily converting them with Desmond Ritter, which is all to no. say that the Falcons have an issue offensively right now. I mean, Bajan Robinson touched the ball 13 times in this game. He was your first-round draft pick. I still consider him to be your best player on this team. Yeah. I like I just don't square all of that when Taylor Heineke is throwing the ball 38 times and you know you have guys like Kyle Pitts catching the ball four times. Uh Bajan Robinson again touching it 13 times. That's 17 touches for two of your first round draft picks. The other one didn't even play today. So it's kind of like what what is the identity of this team and where are they going from here? So what are we doing? What, exactly. Like, what are we exactly. really doing here? Because, and and after watching Algiers take over, you know that last drive and just man, bowling ball. It looked like <laughs> an old Michael Turner, a guy was like, "Oh, that's your boy Mike T." I, I mean, like, they looks tried like to get him going it, earlier. It just it wasn't working. But it, it they would they would probably say that they were paying their dues early in the game to get those runs in the fourth quarter when they needed them. But like. Man, other teams around the league are getting those runs in the first quarter. Yeah. Like it it's, yeah. it doesn't have it, to be that hard. 
and, and you don't want to be like, you know, revisionist history, but like I I I wondered about this. I'm like, you know, you know, I just kind of just pushed it down in my in my spirit because I was like, hey, you know what? It's okay to have embarrassment of riches. Now that Grady Jarrett's gone and Algiers is still Algiers, a thousand yard rusher who's capable of and capable of never ever going to be as shifty and nifty as Bijan, but just as effective, scored a touchdown, got 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 us through. Wouldn't it be nice if we went that D tackle of the Jalen Carter over Bijan? Yep. Wouldn't yep. that be interesting to play uh, with J- Grady Jarrett or to play? You know, if Grady Jarrett gets hurt like this, to have a, a awesome, he's crushing it over there. <laughs> He is killing it, He is a monster. And Bijan, you know, we got to use him. Him, when he's there on the field, he's going to be used because he's going to be disruptive every single play. Defense wins championships. Guys like Jalen Carter wins championships. Guys like Bijan very rarely win you championships. He's great to get you there and he's cute and get in the playoffs, but winning championships? I said that during the draft, but I was like, I was just so enamored with all just his moves. I'm like, maybe this is a good idea. We have three running backs. They're all starting running backs. You know, Aldrich can carry the load like Mike Turner all day. We had a, a Jerry Snord or Jason Snelling that spelled yep. him. Yeah. But Mike Turner was the guy. He didn't need anybody else. Algiers doesn't need Bijan. Bijan's nice to have, but that's not the reason that we're losing or that we're going to be winning. And so it's, and again, I, it had nothing to do with nothing. It's just uh, uh, something that I saw and I've been thinking about. And I'm just like, wow. And, Everyone was like, oh, you take the best player. Like, all right, Jalen was there. I think he's the best player. Uh, I, I don't think you're wrong. I like. I think a lot of people agreed. And, you know, in hindsight, right, it's easy to say, yeah, yeah. you should have done that. And Bajan is, is a good player, but also you're seeing the limitations of yes, not only, you know, a, a player in this offense, because this offense is not necessarily designed to just put up stats and and just give the the ball to guys and let them cook like this isn't necessarily like the Houston Rockets with James Harden where you're just going to clear the way and let a guy just cook it's it's really a scheme system based offense and there's a ceiling for your best players in this type of unless you're you know Derrick Henry apparently but I I just again it's like add impactful players regardless and it feels as though this this Falcons team trusts veteran defensive players as opposed to rookie defensive players based on what they've done in the first round of of the drafts the last couple of years or last few years but let's flip over to the defense ov because yeah th- this is a game where it's like oh my god that the the game was in the hands of your best unit what happened Woo. Man, it was fun. It was. I mean, defense was great today. You, you know, I, I don't think they should have had thirty something points scored on them. But man, <laughs> it was at that. We were rocking with the D. Like they were getting these sacks. Yeah, they the were, defensive line man, was and they, and they, killing. And they it. should. Yeah. These 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 quarterbacks are new. You know, green. You know, not the uh, you know Pro Bowl caliber of guys that you know that they're going to see in, in uh, future games. You should have been all these guys uh, taking too much time, whatever. But. They were like well, Jeff Okuda had uh, some great hits. Uh, you know, my, my, my African brother out there doing the thing. Great pick by Terry Fontenot. Kept him out the end zone. Uh, Nate Landman, my 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 Caucasian African American, like, <laughs> like he he is just so good to be so you know nameless. Uh, uh, Falcons fans now are know, knowing his name, but still around the league, Nate Landman, who 
but he is out there balling. The, like, the hit that he had in the open in coverage, like right when the ball got there, and he absolutely uh, number nine uh, Jackson. That's Time it up. Yep. Just ball, crushed ball, it. That was so good. Yeah, balls out there bouncing out, and he's just so good in coverage. Go so good stuff in the hole, like. You know, even uh, uh, the guy they brought in for Grady Jair, I forget his name. Uh, like, he street, did a great Tavia Street. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, had that interception, right? The ball just yep. came right he, to him. It was so he good. Had a, he had a great game. He could have dropped it, though. Ball came right to him. He caught it. Yeah. So, like, defense is still a high point on on uh, my list as far as what we're doing. Really? And okay, so even after yeah. they, they kind he, of... Even, even after, because guess what? They were put in tough positions with the, the interceptions, with the turnovers. Those guys were... T- I was saying, like, hey, quick change. Like, those guys are tired. And they kept them to three points on, on occasions where they could have just said, we're tired, you know, dumb A offense, uh, let them uh, turn, turn over and, and got us back on the field just when we already stopped them or we let them drive down the field. We're ti- They were making plays. Now, not enough plays, but um, they kept us in the game. If offense would have just done a fraction of what the defense done did, we would have won this game. But defense put in the effort. Defense, you know, were running the guy, uh, those guys from left and right. Offense wasn't uh wasn't pulled our weight, so it, it was. It, I still have faith in our D. I, I still love our defense coordinator. Was it Ryan Nielsen? Um, yeah. Uh, so I I don't have as much issues as I have on the offensive side, and I'm gonna be tougher on my guys because <laughs> I, I know what they are capable of, and, and I know that we're just not doing it. Defense, I don't know what they're capable of, and they're getting a lot closer uh to uh the the excellence that they've shown in, in games past it's just that they uh, had a couple of breakdowns this game and we couldn't afford to have any breakdowns yeah i mean it, it's unfortunate right but uh, again i when your offense scores 28 points and they take the lead with just over two minutes remaining in the game then it is hard to sit there and say all right that you know, the defense is completely without blame. And I know that's not what you're saying, but it, it, like it's one of those where, okay, the, the defense has shined so much while the offense has let them down that it would have been almost uh, a little bit more rewarding to see, okay, the offense finally breaks through at least a little bit where they're able to kind of come in with that last fourth quarter drive when they need it, get that lead. And then the defense really which played so well in the first half and creating those turnovers and kind of those timely moments and limiting i mean alexander madison had averaged like 2.8 yards per carry today on 16 carries that's incredible run defense without grady jarrett in the lineup and yeah that's that's where to see josh dobbs Finished with 66 yards on seven carries. Dude, we, had a, we had him sacked. We had him sacked. Dude, we had him it was, sacked. Yeah. So it's, and it's like broke just out and then finished the game. Out. Yeah. It's it's oh, so wow. it's so tough, man. To, to right just, there. We had him. Right. And and that's where is the story of this Falcon season going to be looking back at all of the games where you could say, man, it was right there. And and then right. I can't help but think back to the 2020 season which I was covering as part of AtlantaFalcons.com with Dan Quinn and just all the games that were like, oh man, it was right there. How did you lose that game? And there there are starting now to be some like unfortunate similarities. Yeah, and I'm glad he did because it was just, he should have been fired last year or the year before that, because but he got enough wins that eked out and just covered his terrible coaching and the terrible play of the team. 
And I, I was just tired of that, like tired of masking the 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 mediocrity. That should be a name of a book, masking the mediocrity. <laughs> um, I was just tired of that, and so I, I just don't want us to get anywhere close to that, you know, masking the mediocrity feel where yeah, we you know we we won games that we should have lost, and after a while it catches up. So let, let's just rip off the bandaid, get it out in the open. If we're mediocre and we have deficits and we're not good enough team to win. Let's not get these eking wins because then we'll be right there seven and seven or eight and eight and, and just be right there in the middle year after year after year after year after year. You know, not a great draft pick, you know, not we get in the playoffs or it, it's just let's be really bad and then be really good. Let's get out this whole middle stuff. Uh, cause if we're gonna be bad this season, let's just let's just be bad. Let, let let's stop with this uh we're almost kind of a little bit, <laughs> maybe, you know, going to get there soon. This close. No, we still got to go back to the shed and start, you know, tinkering a little bit and tweak some things and come back out. Just just be a winner. Let's just win some games. Let's get our ish together. I think that starts with having a competent quarterback and defense. I, I still feel confident about defense. We we made some mistakes, but um, we're, we're a lot closer on that side of the ball than, than on offense. I, I can't bash them too much, even though you're right. They were – they have some blame because you can't uh, pull that Dan Quinn stuff of, of same brotherhood and missing tackles. Guys miss way too many open tackles. Yep. And their uh, QBs, RBs are running down uh, uh, the field when they should have been stopped 5, 10, 15 yards ago if you would have made the tackle. And we're NFL players. Get paid millions of dollars to do the same thing high school players can do. Wrap up. Yeah, I mean, the the best thing for Josh Dobbs was for this game to turn into kind of like a sandlot, just, hey, like dudes yep. running around making play, and then that, that's what they allowed him to do. And so you you have to, yeah, you have to kind of point the finger at, at yourself there and just say, we we let them kind of take this one from us. And it's really unfortunate, but next week, you know, you say you don't want to be tantalized, you want to know what this team is. I kind of can't think of any better litmus test game for the Atlanta Falcons than facing the Arizona Cardinals, who have one win on the season, who just traded away the quarterback that just beat the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and they lost today 0-27 to to the Cleveland Browns. So if the Falcons don't get right against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, if it is even a game like today where it's you know maybe a win, but it's 25 22 Falcons like I'm not going to feel good about that. I know a win is a win, no. a loss is a loss, but like this this is a team that you are not in the same league as. You are better than and you need to play like it and and win like it. Ovi, when you saw a team on the schedule that was, you know, at the the bottom of the NFL standings, you know, how did you guys view that internally? So we what we never did uh, or I, I try to never do and I told my teammates as well you you cannot cannot uh underestimate any team because they will come back and bite you and, and that's when everyone plays professional football granted some are better than others with that to do it obviously uh but you know these guys get paid just like we get paid and um don't underestimate them but use that as a a motivator to to crush them to say hey we only want to get them started we won't get them any type of life or any breath any you know feel like they have a chance we know they can be good we know that they have it in them we want them to feel just like they felt all year long that this ain't the one for them this this ain't gonna turn out to a w 
they should be having the here we go agains uh, by mm. second quarter because we're going out there and making everything that can go wrong go wrong for them. So that that was my mentality because I I just wanted to hey let's let's get, have the game get out of hand real quick so I can get off and have my backup play the last uh, couple of uh, 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 plays, which rarely happened because uh, usually <laughs> one fullback. But every now and then we beat them too bad. They'll bring like a uh, third string tight end to play fullback and give me a, a rest. So I was about making it uh, not a game very quickly. Well, yeah. I mean, Arizona had 58 total yards of offense today. Um, so if, again, this this should be a game the Falcons handle mightily. This is, you know, if you're you're one of the college football powers, this is an out-of-conference, easy kind of cut. Like, I don't want to call any NFL team a cupcake game, but... You guys get my point, if right? There like this, one, this if there was one, this would be there was one, right. Yes, this needs to be your four and five. You've got the bye week next week. Take care of business. Get yeah. out of there with a win. Five and five. Go into the bye week, right. You've got the, the last stretch of the season to make or break your playoff chances. You know, you, you wish they were in better position going into that. They're not, but you would take that going in at five and five. Ovi. God, I gotta, I gotta rest this voice. You got anything yeah. else uh, before we no. get out of here, man? No, no, no. Uh, the Falcons. It, it should you be asking them? You should be asking them. Do they have anything else to show us? Because right now, they they got to show something because uh, today was not it. So we'll we'll see what happens next week and we'll talk about it. Well, I certainly don't have anything left to give. The Falcons certainly did, unfortunately. Um, but. That's all we got for you guys this week. As always, today's podcast was presented by Bet Online. Please share this. Just let everybody know where they can get the best Falcons content anywhere if they are a podcast fan. That will do it for me and Ovi. Until next time, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.